Blog Talk Radio. Something that really should be at the top of the news. It's a topic of should be a topic of conversation around the country, given what time of year it is. And that, of course, what I'm talking about is independence. The Fourth of July just happened, Independence Day. But what does that really mean? Is it just another empty holiday where we can all take the day off of work, grill some hot dogs, and drink a beer? Independence Day actually marked the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which supposedly freed the colonies, our future country, from tyranny. A lot of people fought, suffered, died, so that we have the right to live free of oppression, to live the way we want to live. So here we are now, 250 years later, and we're living the American dream, right? The fortunate among us, those people who have uh, uh, you know, been able to, uh, to make it so far, the fortunate among us have been able to overcome the adversities of life. We've uh, bought ourselves a little piece of earth. We've built ourselves a home that belongs to us and us alone. We don't owe anything to anyone else, and we're finally free to live as we want to. But are we really free and independent? Well, my guest today found out the hard way that we Americans are not just are just not that free. Sure, we're free to watch whatever TV show we want. We're free to buy a six-pack of beer, even microbrews, whenever we feel like it. Every four years, we're free to vote for either a Republican or a Democrat for president. We are totally free. So long as we don't ever go outside of a little box, a set of standards that define what is normal in this country. I should say what is, quote, normal in this country. And that is what my guest, Robin Sperone, has found out the hard way when she decided that she didn't want to live like millions of others in this country. She wanted to join the growing ranks of people who are truly living an independent lifestyle. So she cut that cord and went off the grid. And that's when she found out just how free we aren't. So with that introduction, I'd like to introduce my guest, Robin Speronis of Cape Coral, Florida. You may have read about her in newspapers around the country. Well, today you're going to hear her story directly from her without any interruptions. Good morning, Robin. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me. Well, let's, I guess let's start from the beginning. Let's, let's go right, right to, to where it all started. What led you to want to stop using what everyone refers to today as those, you know, those creature comforts? the electricity, the running water, the, the air conditioning? Well, I was um, originally from Massachusetts, and I moved down to Florida with my husband back in 1996 because he had a um, genetic uh, 
neuromuscular disease, and mm-hmm. um, Florida was just more forgiving. But um, to make a long story short, we were up in the States, I mean, up in Massachusetts, and we had um, good insurance, and the medical community was using him as a guinea pig, and it was drugs and doctors and surgeries, and he was just miserable, and he was in pain, and we moved down here, and we did the same thing, and he was miserable. So I decided to... um, study the human body, how it works, because I wanted answers for myself. And I got him out of the healthcare system completely. When he died in 2010 at the age 84, he was, hadn't seen a doctor in seven years, and he was off of all medication for six years. But more important than that, he was clinically healthy. He was just very weak. He was extremely happy. And getting out of the healthcare system was so empowering for us um, that when he died, I met him when I was 17 when I went to work for him. Um, so I'm like, now what do I do? And I wanted that empowerment. I wanted that feeling of empowerment for the rest of my life, my rest of my lifestyle. So I looked around and said, hmm, okay, what happens if I lose the electricity? What would I do? You know, or do I really need all of this stuff? Um, and again, if it went away tomorrow, what would I do? And step by step, I went what turned out to be off grid. Um, and eventually, I moved out into the woods in an RV for seven months because I had never even been camping camping before. I'm a city girl, um, and really honed in my skills. But I am a city girl, so. Um, in January of uh, 2013, I moved back into the city of Cape Coral. Um, I own a, um, a home in the, the busiest commercial section of, of the city. And I did off-grid here in an urban setting. And I was blogging about it. I had a blog, Off the Grid um, Living in Southwest Florida. And um, a TV station, a local TV station was following my blog and they called me and they said, is this real? You know, are you the real thing? Can we come by and see? And they came by and certainly I was the real thing. So they wanted to do a special report, like a mini documentary on my lifestyle, which they did. And that aired November 14, 2013 on their 10 o'clock news, November 15th in the morning, um, the city of Cape Coral, in the in the person of a code enforcement officer, came and condemned my home. Um, put a placard on my door, said, "Do not enter, do not occupy. This um, property is unsafe and unfit for human habitation. Anyone getting ca- caught on this property will be arrested for trespassing." So, um, without ever being in the house, um, they condemned my home and technically made me homeless. So that was November 15th. I was in touch with the reporter, getting my ducks in order, went public um, December 11th, and then it went viral. Uh, The national media picked it up, and then the world media picked up, and it went crazy. But Chris, they thought that they could make me an example. Cape Coral was the height of the recession, the real estate bust, and they were really, really hurting for, for money. 
And in October of 2013, they added a 7% tax to electric bills. Plus, they make a ton of money on the water, the city water. So they couldn't have anyone follow, anyone else following my example. So when they placed this placket, they put, um, they qu quoted two laws, international property maintenance laws, um, which had nothing to do with anything. But they didn't think, you know, I was a 55-year-old widow at the time. You know, who would I know? It was just posed there to intimidate me. Um, but we looked into it, and um, it had nothing to do with this. We had nothing to stand on. I got a lawyer, uh, pro bono, Todd Allen, and um, they, they backed off, but we wouldn't let them back off. We finally went to court in February of 2014, and they lost on two-thirds of the, the charges because there was no laws, really, that I had broken. And then they got really ugly, and they started uh, really coming after me and breaking the law. You, you actually uh, – you've, you've, well, you've written five books, uh, and we'll yes. talk about those in a little bit. One of those books – uh, is is about the, some some jail time that you actually uh, yeah. served, and mm -hmm. uh, um, I haven't had the opportunity to read that book. I'm going to download it later on this afternoon, read it over the weekend because I was just when I was doing background this morning, I I was like, wow, I was actually rather I was very impressed with it. So you're not just you know you're not just a uh, uh, an activist who was kind of or not even activist, but just you know someone who's living their life thrown into this. You're uh, you you've you've taken this and, and you've really gone beyond that. Yeah, 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 and you've you've gone beyond it, and you've become actually kind of a uh, um, uh, someone that uh, people can 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 follow and can can learn more about, and so that's that's very inspirational about that. You mentioned that they wanted to make an example out of you, and you know, and I've 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 read about this and talk when I talk to people, I've seen this again and again. People who, you know, come in contact with with governments by and large that uh, they um, the, the the governments use uh, intimidation, harassment. Um, and uh, a lot of it has to do with control uh, and revenue, you know, money. Th those are the two big, big issues there. But what you said they wanted to make an example out of you. Were they really afraid that, that people living in Coral Gables, that they were going to have, you know, I don't know what the population there is, but thousands and thousands of people just cutting the cord, going off the grid? I mean, they, this is something really <laughs> that you talk to the average American, and they're just, you know, they didn't even know what Independence Day is let alone, you know, the idea of actually, you know, getting out there and, and trying to become independent. Oh, well, they couldn't take the chance. But that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, Chris, is that the resources, it's Cape Coral, not Cor Coral Gables is on the east coast, Cape Coral is on Coral, the west yeah, coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the, um, the, that is what, I mean, it still amazes me today when I think of it. Um, I, I guess it was a 54-year-old widow at the time living by myself, and unbelievable when you sit, it still amazes me that I am such a threat. They first just tried to intimidate me with posting that plaque. Um, when it went viral and then when I wouldn't back down, they broke the law. They, they, when they lost in court in February, they went and then kept my sore, which they did illegally, Okay, but not only have they kept my sore, they kept my sore, and then they called because the, they couldn't do anything legally, so they had to find other ways to get me to shut me up. 
And so they contacted the Department of Health, the Florida Department of Health. Instead, I was spreading human waste in my yard. Now, I was gone um, when the Florida Department of Health came here, and they knew I was gone. They knew, uh, it's a long story, but they knew that I would not be in the property that Tuesday morning, okay? My neighbors, which I have a very good relationship with my neighbors, told me that there was a city city park truck on my property after the Department of um, Health came by. Now, you know, what does, that's outrageous. Of course I'm not spreading human waste in my yard. But if I was spreading human waste in my, heart, my yard, the Department of Health legally could shut me down and condemn the house, right? Obviously. They couldn't do it, so they tried to get the Department of Health to do it. So after the, after the Department of Health came, a city parks and recreation truck pulled up. Now, what do they have access to? They have access to port parties, right? I mean, could they have wanted to plant evidence um, it's the only wow. thing that makes sense. We don't have a we don't have any parks here. I've never seen, and my neighbors told me that. I mean, why else would they go to the Florida Department of Health and say that outrageous thing that I'm spreading human waste waste in my yard? Obviously, they're going to come here. There's no human waste in my yard. Okay, this is the extent, the resources, and the manpower they used to get me. This is unbelievable. Of course, the Florida Department of Health came and they found no evidence of of anything unsanitary in my property. They left me a card I, I, um, in my door. I contacted my lawyer. My lawyer, lawyer contacted them, and they said, you know, no evidence of anything. No smells, no flies, no you know, animal waste or human waste or anything. Um, and then the media got a hold of it. And they contacted the Department of Health, and the Department of Health said it was illegal for them to cap my sore. It's illegal for them to, to cap the sore of an occupied building. Um, and um, they were confronted with it, and they said, we can do what we want to do. They broke the law, but they can break the law. Um, and then after they couldn't get that. I have a 14-year-old lab, um, and years ago, like nine years prior, I had my husband and I were traveling and we had boarded her and she's very 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 um, skittish and we boarded her for about a month and she got sick and the vet gave her antibiotics and steroids and she reacted to them um, and she lost a good part of her hair and it never grew back so the initially when they came um, the code enforcement officer came I have two dogs. And my dogs were barking, but they said my house was abandoned and that the dogs had been abandoned. So they called, um, which, you know, is, again, a ridiculous, ridiculous. I was on the news the night before. They come by. The house is furnished. I have a radio playing. They look in all the windows. My dogs are barking, but they say the house is vacant. Um, so. So and the dogs have been abandoned. So they called Animal um, Lee County Animal Control, and um, obviously they came and the house wasn't abandoned. But they they were saying that the dogs were being abused because my my 14 year old had lost her hair, and so they finally got Animal Control to um, 
the city and animal control got together, got an illegal warrant, came into my house, seized my dogs. I was arrested for animal cruelty without bail. And because I refused health, health um, care services, um, I was supposed to immediately be put in isolation, but the cell wasn't available. So after three weeks, they put me in um, solitary confinement, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't budge. They, they thought I'd want to get out of jail so I would um, take a plea or whatever, and I wouldn't. So they eventually had to release me, give me back my dogs, and guess what? The, um, the county manager who was in charge of the animal services was so outraged by everything, um, he fired the deputy director of animal services and the director of animal services. Both of them got fired, um, you know, because it was just so, so, so outrageous. So this is all going through the courts right now. But why? Why would I be such a threat? I am hurting nobody, including myself. Um, why? You have to ask that question, why? And because it's what I represent, and that idea can't take hold, because the powers that be that profit off of the system, of us paying bills, being on that treadmill, just stay on the treadmill, don't, don't think, just keep on paying, being consumers, we're not born to be consumers. We're born to be creators. We're happiest when we're creating, you know, using our unique gifts to create. We're happiest then. We're not happiest when we're buying stuff. That's a burden. And um, I guess, you know, this idea can't catch on because it threatens the powers that be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, there's a, absolutely. There's, you're talking about huge amounts of money that's involved with this. People, you know, and uh, but you're you're more than just that. You're a threat to the uh, the standards. You're a threat to society, really, in in, in some respects. And uh, um, which is actually it, it, to to me only is, is only those that profit monetarily. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's that's it. Um, but but it it kind of seems silly to me because you know all you got to do is go out in the street and talk to regular people there and oh I couldn't give up my air conditioning I couldn't give up my uh, um, you know I couldn't give up my electricity I couldn't give up my evening television shows this type of thing the the, the majority of of Americans uh, fit into that but the, but you know change always comes from from right, the small but, minority but I can't. It, yeah look at me I did and I'm fine and they can't see that as an example yeah you know they can't see Gee, she's fine. You know, I mean, air conditioning, we've gotten, that's an epidemic. That's, that's a control again. Our bodies know how to cool themselves off and um, heat themselves up. But um, if, we, if we let our body, and I learned this from getting my husband off the healthcare system. You know, the, the powers that be, imagine if everyone was healthy. Chris, what would happen to the economy? What would happen to the economy? Sure. Okay? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, but so if you don't see any of the examples of that, that's what you're gonna think. I could never do without air conditioning. But if you saw me, gee, she seems fine. <laughs> you know, I, I have a manual shower and all of this and I remember one of the neighbors saying, Wow, you know, we drive by you she looks pretty clean. <laughs> I'm like, Of course I do. 
You know, I take yeah. a shower like everyone else. I said, I watch TV. I, you know, I do all of this stuff, and I just don't pay the system for it. So you, uh, you've written five books. People yes. can just go to Amazon and can search your name, yes. and all five of those books pop up. You can they're in Kindle, and uh, also there is your your notes paperback. in the jailhouse. I see is in paperback as well, uh, so you can right. download it, read it on your computer, or on your tablet, or or any uh, e device that's out there. That that's all available. Let me let me let's just uh, um, you know th- this is this is a thing I guess that most people would would wonder. Uh, because you know the average person gets up in the morning, right? Uh, they uh, they you know go to the bathroom, flush the toilets. They uh, um, might go downstairs, turn on the stove, or turn on their coffee maker, make themselves their coffee, drink their coffee. They might open the fridge, you know, pour themselves a, a glass of orange juice, or maybe make some cereal, uh, you know, and then maybe turn on the radio or turn on the TV, and on and on and on their day goes. What are your your uh, your your living in a city? You know, it's a bit different than say living. I live out in the country on a on a small farm, and so mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a bit it it'd be. And I, I've talked about this. I had a whole show last week actually dedicated to sort of off the grid living, and 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 I wonder this too because it is a little more difficult, right? Living on city water and living in a city, and uh, so so can you sort of just you know, without going into too many details, obviously, just go about your day and 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 how you you know how how you how you live your life off the grid. Well, first of all, let me comment on the what you described as a typical day for the average person, and it's mindless. And that's what my example is. Don't be mindless. Think about what you're doing. Mm. Um, you have to because, you know, one day there's either going to be a man-made disaster or a natural disaster, and it's all going to go away because you're dependent. Okay? I can go back on the grid. But if the grid went away tomorrow, I'm a, I would be no problem. If there's a man-made disaster or a natural disaster, okay, there's going to be other things that we need to be thinking about and doing rather than how am I going to go to the bathroom, where am I going to get my food, where am I going to get my power, okay? Um, so we need to have um, a plan B and not just thinking about it do one thing a month. Um, electricity. Okay, I I, I have a hundred watt um, solar panel. I put it outside uh, usually once a day. Hook it up to my uh, battery bank. Make sure my batteries are fully charged. I have an inver um, an inverter on it, and I get whatever electricity I need. Um, Lately, um, you know, I'll watch the nightly news. Um, I'll I'll plug in my laptop. I use colloidal silver, so I'll generate um, colloidal silver on that. And that's basically the electric um, that I use. I have um, lights, battery-operated lights around the home. Now I use a camping toilet, but it's just a toilet, and I prefer to use it because the flush toilet uses so much water. So I was kind of um, happy when they um, capped my sewer because I was using rainwater to flush. Um, Mm. But I was doing that because people wouldn't understand a camping toilet. And Mm. a camping toilet is a toilet, just Mm -hmm. like a flush toilet is. The difference is is, um, it doesn't use water, 
So I'm not wasting the water. I don't have to lug the water. And then I don't have to clean the bowl. And, and I don't know if you realize, Chris, that's not the most sanitary way either, a flush mm-hmm. toilet. When you flush the toilet, if the lid isn't down especially, um, all of that is spraying around the bathroom. Right. Sure. So it's not real sanitary. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wash the bowl. With sure. a camping toilet, I line it with a plastic bag, and I tie it up. Mm-hmm. And I throw it in the garbage, just like you would if you had a litter box mm. or when you when you clean up after your dog, you know, right. with a plastic bag, exactly the same way. Well, that's and the disconnect. Yeah, the disconnect is, uh, you know, you got. I'm sure you have people in your neighborhood who have dogs, and I've said this before, dogs as big as ponies running around spreading manure all over the place, and nobody gives a thought about that, and they pick it up, and they put it in the trash, and they deal with it, you know, and it's, it's the and same thing. And they deal with, with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, again, yeah. when you go through your day, you're doing it mindlessly. And mm-hmm. what I decided to do in 2010 after my husband died was like, I don't want to be mindless. Yeah. I'm looking at what's of value to me, and what do I need, and what happens if it went away tomorrow? What would I do? And I did that step by step. And the, you know, I think the first thing I did, Chris, was unplug my refrigerator. I didn't like the noise, and I'm like, okay, there's got to be other ways to preserve food. So, you know, step by step. No matter how busy you are, we can't be lazy. We have to be diligent because one way or another, this is going to go down eventually, at least for, you know, a good period. And, and we have, and there'll be other things going on. So we have to have this plan B. We have to have this. My neighbor, I had an extra um, solar panel that I wasn't using and an extra inverter I gave it to my neighbor a couple of weeks ago because the power went off for a few hours. And he's like, oh, you know, you're inconvenienced. He can't use his computer, can't put the TV on or whatever. I said, you know, Doug, um, here's a solar panel I'm not using. Here's an inverter I'm not using. Um, Get a battery. And this is how it works. I said, use it. Use it so that when the power goes down, He's like, no problem. He has an oxygen cart that he's not using, or he got it at a garage sale in his garage. So he put the battery on the oxygen cart and um, and the inverter. So if the power goes out, he just pulls that out of the garage. And he can plug in his toaster or whatever he wants to do. You know, it's like, okay, no problem. Power's out, no problem. But he has that. He, he doesn't have the learning the learning curve or whatever. It's there. It's like, no problem. When they kept my store, no problem. And I went, the news media came over. I think I had two, radio, uh, two television stations and the newspaper come over, and I showed them how you dispose of your waste when you don't have a store in the city. And it was a learning experience. And mm. I, the headlines on, I think, one of the no, news programs was um, Sperona's not inconvenient mm-hmm. by um, <laughs> the store being kept. And it was like foiled again, city of Cape Coral. <laughs> I use it as a learning, uh, a learning, a teaching tool to teach people, like, it's not a big deal. They want you to think that this is the only way you can do it because they have control over you. And mm. if they have control over you, they can charge whatever they want for the water. They can add another 7% on the electric bill. And what are you going to do? 
I don't have any alternatives. I have to do it. Well, no, you do. You do. And that's what my story teaches people is that you do, and if you unemotionally, because you can't be angry, okay, Um, you you can't have that negative emotion. You have to just be matter of fact. And I said to the, the, the press from the beginning, I'm not a victim. I'm not fighting. I'm living. I don't have a problem. They have the problem. And then I just continued living. And they, it all fell apart. That's the message of my story. It all fell apart. They can't do anything. But if I got angry, it might have been a very different story. Hmm. And they've tried to. They put you in jail. They, I mean, they, 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 that... they put me in jail. That's the hardest part, Chris. wasn't really my going to jail was as in taking my dogs. And yeah. I said my prayers because I knew they were coming after my dogs. Because they came, just like um, they, they couldn't bother me except I had children. You know, they can't bother me, so they're going to come after my children. Yeah, sure. You know, they'll get me that way. So my dogs are my family. So yeah. I knew they were coming after my dogs. So I said my prayers. And my 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 answer was, Chris, they're not your dogs. They're my dogs, and I've got them. Yeah. So I just had faith, but that was the mm. most difficult part, was taking my dogs. They were innocent. They were innocent. My special reporter, I knew they were coming after my dogs, and I don't know, about a week before, two weeks before they took them, the reporter came over on a Monday. I said, I've had a really bad weekend because... I said, I'm so down because I know they're coming after my dogs. Who does this? Two innocent dogs. Come after me. Don't come after my innocent dogs. And the reporter said to me, Robin, evil can't win. Hmm. Get over it. And I'm like, whoa, you're right. If I get, you know, despair, if I get sad or whatever, they will win. So, um, again, they, they took, oh, my dog. My dog, Faith, um, developed a big sore while she was, in, um, she was in custody. That was another thing. She got very sick, very sick. And that was probably one of the reasons that they had to um, drop the charges, because she was getting sick. Wow. So why, Chris, why? Again, it's, it's money and it's power and it's control for the people that make the money off of the system and the people that are in control, they don't want to lose that. They can't tell me what to do because they can't control me. A lot of people are put in jail, they're going to lose their job. They're not going to be able to pay for their car. You know, I didn't have any of that. Didn't have any of that. They can't control me. Well, you know, take a plea and you can get out of jail. Yeah. And then you can go back to work and all of this stuff. And they couldn't. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll stay here for as long, as long as you want me to. I don't care. Well, I, I'm just sitting here listening to your story, and I'm amazed that you're not angry. I'd be furious if I was dragged through all of this. Oh, but, you but, know. That's, but, that, but that's, that's how energy works, Chris. Think about it. They feed off of that. They're getting me to react to them. I'm getting them to react to me. Yeah. I guess they want you to do something stupid. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Get angry. Exactly. 
exactly play their game and, right. and no I'm not and like I said you know from the beginning and like uh, re- reporter um, from the beginning said well I see you as a victim of and I said wait a second no 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 I'm not a victim and I'm not fighting I'm living I don't have a problem they have the problem and when you approach it that way again you don't get angry you don't get sad you don't you know um it has to though there's universal laws here it has to they have it has to fall apart it falls apart the uh the people who went after you in government are they still in there are they still in their positions this is the the well, local they, government too the um actually the the biggest uh, the manager of code enforcement took a job an hour two hours away in another city and um after being with the city for i don't know 12 13 years in that position took a job two hours away for less money wow so i don't know there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface um there's a lawsuit going on right now and they broke the law when the um when the city man the 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 county manager fired the two at animal services all of that stuff is coming out now and it's coming out in court and um one of the reasons he fired them is because the warrant was got illegally and he told them that they had to return my dogs and they didn't hmm. um and then you had the um state attorney working with, oh, okay, and the deputy director of animal services used to be the former deputy police chief in Fort Myers, which is a neighboring city, and he was in effect fired from there for corruption. And then he goes to animal services and becomes a deputy director of animal services. So, I mean, this is all coming up and it's all being exposed and it's all going through the court system right now. But they broke because they couldn't get me. They couldn't intimidate me. They kept on pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, and they broke the law. They broke the law several times. Um, So, you know, relatively speaking, this is just over a year since I was released from jail. Hmm. So it takes time. It takes time for all of this to be dealt with in in the system. Todd Allen, your attorney, he represents you pro bono. Is he still involved yeah. in the case? Yeah. No, he isn't. He dropped out in April before I was arrested. Uh-huh. Um, he is. Um, he's wonderful. Um, and you know what would I've done uh, without him in those early days? Uh, because they thought I was by myself, and then when they found out I had a lawyer, they had to do things very, very differently. Right. Well, that's um, what they rely they, on that. Yeah, they rely on the fact right. that they have an, a, a, a huge amount of money, a big war chest, and they assume the average person, you know, uh, doesn't have that. They don't have any help. Right, right. So, so then he dropped out, of, and then you know, I got arrested. But then after um, after I was released and everything, I got um, contacted by Brandon Peters, who's an attorney up in the Orlando area, and he's doing uh, he's put the force behind the constitutional amendment. Uh, for the state of Florida for uh, 2018, um, off-the-grid amendment. Wow. 
so that um, local governments cannot obstruct responsible off-the-grid living. That's incredible that you need a constitutional amendment. You know, in my introduction, I mean, I cited that we have we have the Declaration of Independence. We have, right. uh, you know, the idea that, that we're sovereign individuals, that we are, we're supposed to have, you know, we're supposed to be able to, to have our own, uh, to live freely. And, uh, and the fact that Florida now needs a as state long constitutional amendment. As we're not amendment. hurting anyone else. Yeah. We're not, yeah. Hurt, not only am I not hurting anyone else, I'm not even hurting myself. Yeah. Um, but exactly. But you also said people don't know. They don't even know what the Fourth of July is. Yeah. So this is a positive statement, so that the these local governments cannot take advantage of that fact that the general populace is too busy making a living and re- bringing up their families to know what the law is. Yeah. Okay. It's a positive statement saying um, we have the right to live responsibly off the grid in the state of Florida and hopefully mm. be a model for the country, then people can say, well, wait a second, you know, it's putting pressure on the government, the local governments that they really, they always have, but it's really putting pressure on them to say that they have the burden of proof. Um, and, you know, it's in a very public way. And so the next time someone gets a notice in the, in the city of Cape Coral saying, um, you don't have any um, city water, so we're going to condemn, condemn your house. You have to be out and within 24 hours. They're going to say, wait a second. Um, no, I think we have a constitutional amendment saying that, you know, I don't have to do, I don't have to have water unless I'm hurting something, you know? Mm-hmm. How much rainwater so, can you collect? Brandon, in, uh, Brandon Peters yeah. is, 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 is unbelievable. He's a mediator. He's a professional mediator. So huh. he's got that whole set skill and that whole perspective. So the uh, the rainwater you collect, I was just about to ask you a question on that. Uh, yes. The, um, that's uh, used for washing dishes, things like that. Do you filter that for drinking, or how, how does that work? Yes, I, have, I, I triple filter it, and then I use colloidal silver in it. So I have two uh, carbon filters and a ceramic filter, uh-huh. and I use um, colloidal silver also. The, the thing you have to watch out with rainwater is kind of like distilled water. So um, um, I do take um, um, cell salts, um, minerals, mm-hmm. because um, distilled water will... Um, um, Take the minerals out of your bones and teeth, and so yeah. So you have to add um, minerals back into your into Mm -hmm. your system, into your diet. And then, as far as that easy, everything I tried, Chris, was easier than I thought it would be. Yeah, and we have the the internet today. Yeah, everything's on there. Gray water. Yeah, you can find this stuff on the internet. You don't have to pay to take a course. Um, and so you need to create the time and learn this, relearn this stuff. So again, you're not dependent. Doesn't mean you have to use it every day, but you need to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of work, but it's it's good for you. You know, I mean that's uh, that's part of the problem today is that people there's there's too much food and people are dying from too much of the wrong kinds of food and uh, and not enough work. 
And so uh, getting up and educating yourself and, uh, and doing a little bit of work and moving around a little bit is, is, uh, is, is only going to help you. It's only going to benefit you. Well, if you don't understand how the body works, and then you're dependent on your doctor. That's it. Um, and that's, again, no way to live. Or then you, got, you suffer the consequences. You suffer the consequences. If you're going to be lazy, you're going to suffer the consequences. Hmm. So the, uh, the the I was going to ask or I started asking earlier the the gray water collection for your house that's the uh, you know the the water that comes out for the washing that type of thing do you collect that and reuse it or do you just filter that um, out I on your property I was prepared to do that but um, I don't think uh, it's still draining I don't think there's uh, yeah I don't think I was ever connected to the floor I don't think my septic tank was ever disconnected huh. it's still draining uh-huh. but, you know whatever. It's still draining. I, I'm prepared to do that. Uh-huh. But um, I haven't needed to. Sure. Well, that's it's an amazing story, Robin. I mean, it, it really is. And, and the fact that, uh, that you haven't just rolled over uh, uh, and, uh, and just given up and walked away from the whole thing is really is a testament to your strength and your willpower. Well, and your... What, happens, what happens when you roll over? Well, yeah. yeah. You get another test, don't you? Yeah. It is a test. Sure. You get another test, and the next test is harder. Yeah. It's, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to give in. You're going to end up in the same situation again. Yeah. Are, are you and happy? You're going to be tested again. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very happy. You know, I, I, I talk about this a lot on my shows, about happiness in general. And, uh, uh, you know, for everything that this country has, as rich as this country has, as, as rich as this country is, we have some of the most unhappy people in the entire world. I mean, and, uh, you know, and, and international polls they've done, you know, people in Guatemala, people in Mexico who live on much, much, much less uh, and, uh, um, you know, tend to respond uh, that they're, they're more happy than, than people here in the United States who live with pretty much every comfort that you could imagine, you know, to have. Because so, we are not happy when we are consumers. We're happy when we're yeah. creators. That's that's a great to point. We be creators and use our specific gifts. We're all given something different, aren't we? Mhm. And when we're using those gifts, we are happy. We're not meant to be consumers and to accumulate a lot of stuff. It doesn't make us happy. Being creators, being who we are, being true to ourselves, that's being happy. And you don't think that the devil's going to test you on that. He's going to put roadblocks in your way. Of course he is. And you just have to stand up again. You can't get emotional. You can't get angry. You can't have any of those negative emotions because it will feed off of that. And if that's very difficult a place to get to. Especially if you've had, um, I've had, you know, I had a wonderful childhood. I had a wonderful marriage. Um, and that was difficult for me. And I can't imagine someone who, who, you know, is a product of divorce or abuse as a child, um, so on and so forth. There's a lot of stuff that you've got to, you know, stuff inside you've got to deal with and get that out. So that the, see, I don't have any buttons now. I, I went through all of that emotional release with my husband because that was part of his healing too, with emotional release. So there are the city and the, the powers that be couldn't push my buttons because there really aren't many buttons for me to push, for them to push. 
But that, um, you know, that may be also, besides learning the technical part of, of being self-sufficient, um, I think that we all need to look inside and, and if we're if we are angry or we are sad inside, we need to bring those issues up and deal with them, because otherwise the powers that be will use that against us. You know the uh, what is is normal in this in, considered normal in this country the way that that uh, most people live is not really normal for the overwhelming majority of the world. The overwhelming majority of the world lives like like you do and 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 in reality probably in less comfort than than you do the the overwhelming majority does and uh um so so you know the people in this country we kind of have to get away from this notion from from this 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 notion that everything is provided for us the smartphones the computers the uh like constant electricity you know the uh the the wi-fi in many respects we don't know what this is doing to our bodies either to have these huge uh, uh electrical transformers close by our homes to be constantly bombarded by uh by these uh, uh radio frequency waves uh, all around i mean there's a lot of people that are really growing concerned about this in, uh, cancers mm-hmm. uh increases in cancer things like that so it's it is i i, I can it's see so how just insomnia alone, you can't sleep. You can't. Your subconscious yeah. mind is so much more powerful than conscious mind, and yeah. we process we process what's gone on during the day when we're sleeping in REM sleep, in REM sleep, and just all of that electric um, EMFs all around us. It, you know, the insomnia in this country is amazing. You cannot process if you're if you're sleep deprived. You're REM sleep deprived. You're going to have a lot of issues, a lot of physical issues, a lot of mental issues, a lot of emotional issues, because you can't get into your deep subconscious and process stuff. You know, show me someone who takes a nap every day and who's well rested, and you'll see a stable person. So, in your experience, the average person, if they want to cut the cord, get off the grid, you know, having learned from, you know, I'm sure you've made mistakes. I'm sure you've things have found things that have worked, things that haven't worked. What would you suggest? What's the first thing that you think someone should do who really wants to start this journey to, to, to get off the grid? Well, they need to look around and see if it went away tomorrow, you know, it would be a problem, uh, whatever whatever that is in in their particular life. If I lost the water tomorrow, if the electricity went off tomorrow, um, if, uh, you know, whatever, I'd be in big trouble. So, you know, um, whatever it is, and just take it one, if you look at it as a whole, it gets overwhelming, so just take it one step at a time. Um, gee, if I can't pay my um, cell phone bill, I'm in big trouble. Well, there are so many ways. I mean, I've got Google Voice, um, which is a, f- a free phone number. I can make calls for free over the Wi-Fi. It rings on up to five different phones. Um, it does all of this stuff. It's free. And then, you know, I do have um, self-service now. I have a non, um, non-contract server, but I went for a year, two years, without um, cell phone, and I have a... Um, um, a Wi-Fi amplifier, 
because I'm living in the city, I've got this free Wi-Fi all around. So I had free Wi-Fi coming into my home, you know, like McDonald's or whatever. I have a, um, a little antenna, and it, it, it just like you have the rabbit ears on a television, it brings it. I have a Wi-Fi um, directional antenna, and it just brings the free Wi-Fi, amplifies it, and brings it into my home. So that's how I got without um, paying for uh, internet and how I got without paying for a cell phone. So if that's important to you, you're having problems, you're struggling with bills, and I can't do without my phone, I can't do without my internet service, well, maybe that's where you should start and, and investigate that. Um, whatever you can't do without investigate that. Take it one step at a time. And it's fun. And especially now when we have we do have a safety net. You know, you don't want to be doing this um when there's a natural disaster or a man made disaster, you know, an economic disaster, either uh personal or, you know, throughout the country or throughout the area, you're gonna have all the things you're gonna to have to be dealing with. And it happens. I mean, it's you know that you have to be living under a rock not to realize that. Uh, well, that, that look things what went happen. down the other day. Yeah. The sure. stock market went down. Sure. The Wall Street Journal went down, and yeah. there was a third thing that went down. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, oh, the uh, airplane. Sure. The, uh, United Airways went down. Yes, 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 yes. The airplane, the right? The, mm-hmm. Right. Now they're saying that that was just a technical glitch that they weren't connected, uh, but sure. you know how easy it is. For um, a terrorist to, sure. to knock that out? Uh, solar flares. Solar flares. Well, uh, that's again, a big thing, you know. Yeah, look at sure. Solar flares? Or, you know, it, it would be so easy. It, it is so easy. They've done it before. You know, like the China just stole, what, two, 24 million Social sure. Security numbers from mm-hmm. from the government or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it, that's easy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy, and it's mm-hmm. not when. It's, I mean, it's not if; it's when. Sure. And you know, you don't. If all of that goes down, you don't want to be thinking about how am I going to eat, how where am I going to get my water? You know, you're going to have other problems. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. Yeah. Well, have that's plan it. B. Yeah. Do it. You know, one thing a month, one thing a week, yeah. whatever, and then you're going to be feel so good. I did it. Wow. I did that. You're creating. And we're so happy when we're creating. Wow. I did this. I did this for myself. I did this for my family. I stocked enough food, you know, for six months or whatever. I did a little bit each month. And I and I, I went on the Internet and figured, you know, what would last and what's nutritional enough and how I can heat it up. You know, I have a three-burner um, camping stove. Um, propane camping stove. And my first thought with that was, you know, you can't use it indoors. I have a, a carbon monoxide um, monitor right next to it, and it's never gone over zero. I mean, my all my windows are open and everything. But I've used it in the wintertime, too, when it's cold enough that my windows are cold, and it's never gone, gone up. So that's a miss. Um, but I wouldn't have known that if I had to do it if I lost my stove and I needed to heat things up, um, I would have to, that learning curve. 
I don't yeah. have to do that now. So I sure. can put it away and go back and use a regular stove or whatever, but if it all went away, I'm like, you know, no problem. Yeah. I've done this before. Yeah. I have a manual shower, and I fill it up with rainwater. Um, and I, could, I can go and move into a mansion tomorrow, but, you know, I can have this in room. And if everything went down, no problem. I've got my, my manual shower. I've got my camping toilet. No problem. I've done this before. Your book, uh, three volumes, Off the Grid Living in Southwest Florida, One Woman's Story, three volumes. Does that have a lot of practical advice in there, some details if somebody wanted to learn more about it? Would that be a good um, place to start? There's some links. There are some links in there that would um, um, link you to um, some practical advice. Um, it's more of a why than a how-to, but there is some how-to in it also. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely there are some good links in there. Yes. Yeah, the the internet is has an incredible wealth of information uh, on there. In fact, uh, uh, as I said, I live out in the country. One of the things uh, I've been looking at doing is, is building a composting toilet uh, because it's a myth. A lot of people don't don't realize that uh, there was a whole book written on it. Uh, they call it humanure, which uh, um, you know, which is used. I have a small farm, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually compost um, uh, human waste and then use that in your garden. You typically have to wait a year because there's a lot of nasty bacteria in there. You have to be careful about the bacteria, unlike you know other food scraps that that compost fairly quickly or lawn scraps, that type of stuff that they use. Mm-hmm. But but there's a lot of options for people who live out in the country, and I would say it's probably a little bit easier for people who live out in the country than it is for people who live in the city and probably a lot more difficult for somebody who, say, lives in an apartment to be able to to entirely go off the grid. But your suggestions about, you know, free Wi-Fi. What you have have in the city is you have neighbors, too. And so you you get to know your neighbors, and you have a combined combined resources and a combined skill set, which you might not have out in the country because you're a little more isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have the combined skill set and combined resources, and – um, the apartment, you know, you have, you know, you might have a porch or whatever, and you can, you know, put your solar panel out there, have your little garden out there. I mean, there, there are again, you have to look into it. You know, everything I looked into, I'm like, wow, this wasn't hard at all. This was easy. This was easy. But again, there is a learning curve. You know, the, my first battery bank, I fried because I didn't have a controller. Hmm. <laughs> And so yeah. I, you know, I overcharged them and I fried all my batteries. Hmm. So, you know, you don't want to, again, when you need it, you don't want to yeah. be learning. Now's, that the, way. now's the time to start experimenting with that. Now's the Not time to, to experiment. And then I, I can put those away. Uh-huh. Put them away in in the storeroom. And then if the, if the power goes out, I have it. And it's not like, I, oh, well, how do I learn yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, the time's not to do it when a hurricane strikes or an earthquake or a solar flare or a uh, uh, political or um, uh, some type of political unrest. That's not the time exactly. to do it. But the majority exactly. of the world lives like this. They they live off the grid, and um, you know, and they make do, and they they live comfortably. And more importantly, <laughs> there's a whole lot of people who live like that who are much 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 happier than uh, happier. than, than people here in the United free. States. They're free. And they're, they're free. free. Yeah, and that's the irony of it, of course, right? We're supposed to be the freest country in the world, yet uh, stories like yours 
I've been trying to contact Tyler Truitt, who is, I don't know if you heard his story. Yes, He's in I Huntsville, did. Alabama. I read about him last week. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I wanted to uh, reach out to him, but I'm like, he's doing pretty good on his own. Yeah, he's 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 fighting it. You know, he's a vet and he's not taking it sitting down. Uh, and they're going after him the same way they they've gone after you. They're they're utilizing obscure zoning rules, things like that, to try to uh, um, oh, you know, they're to try trying to, take to it do down. for his for his own good and his neighbor's own good. Really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Do it for the children. They're trying to save the children. He's on two acres. They can't even see his um, trailer from the road. I yeah yeah. So who is he hurting? I know. And. Um, he um, he said he said I guess a solar field. He's got a, he's got a pretty good solar uh, thing going on there. And they um, said um, it's, the code said nasty. He doesn't have a lawyer. I had Todd and Todd won on most of the on, on most of the codes that they um, they brought against me. So they said that um, his wasn't a permanent power source. He said that I love this. He said to a reporter. Um, well, you tell me when the sun doesn't come up in the morning, it's not a permanent. Uh, until the sun yeah. doesn't come up in the morning, it's a permanent um, power source. Yeah, there you go. Like <laughs> you, you're doing fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I'll put him in contact with you if I can track him down. Although he's uh, uh, getting his email and his phone number has been somewhat uh, complicated. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, but I'll certainly try that. But yeah, but there's, there's, it's happening. But you know, the, the, the research I did last week, 180,000 people in the United States live off the, completely off the grid, totally off the grid, and uh, you know, it's a fraction of the population here in the United States. What 320 million people here in the United States? But, but even still, it's growing every year, and uh, and it's different because it's not compared. You know, the 70s there was a big back to the land movement, which, as everyone knows, really ended in it. It, it ended with a lot of people very unhappy. Now. Younger people are going back to it, but they're doing it a lot smarter and with technology today that allows them oh, to, to live comfortably. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so solar power, you know, affordable solar power, wind power, uh, and then of course the internet, which teaches everyone, you know, which has uh, huge amounts of information on uh, and uh, heating. You can connect. You can yeah. connect through so- social media with anyone around the world. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's a, a great way to do it. So your website, you have one web. Yeah, we actually have a bunch of websites, but the one this uh, offthegridstory.com uh, is that a good way for people if they're interested in getting contact with yes. you or if uh, because okay. it has, that has all my other contact information on it. Mm-hmm. That has your contact information, also your Facebook page, and then uh, Instagram and Twitter account too are listed on there. Yeah, everything is listed on there, right? And links to your books too. Besides that, which is uh, looks fascinating and uh, looks like it's a, a great read. Although, unfortunately, the notes from the jailhouse is the top one, which is uh, you know it's it's it just I, I'm telling you, I, I'd be so just stick me in jail for a, for you were how long in, in they put you in jail for a month? I was in jail for 33 days. 33 days in solitary confinement, which, in my opinion, I've met prisoners who have been in solitary confinement and it's torture putting human beings in solitary confinement like that. And the fact they stuck you in there is just it's 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 unbelievable, unbelievable, your story. Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, um, Chris. Um, it was, and I got to see how the criminal justice system works in Florida, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a business. It's a business yeah. first, it, it, just like everything else. Um, they, uh, they, I think they charge the state's, Seventy dollars a day for every inmate in there, and I think um, 
75% of that goes towards payroll. Wow. So it's necessary for business to be arresting people and putting them in jail. Yeah. 90, I have those statistics in, in the book. Like 90% of the people in the Lee County Jail are on violation of probation. So they'll, they'll arrest someone for a stupid charge, and um, that person is, you know, upset. They, don't, they want to get out of jail. They don't want to go back to court because, they, you know, they could lose their job. They have to pay their bills. So they take a plea, and they go on probation. Yeah. 90%, um, 90% of, of them will violate their probation, and then they go back in jail, and then they get jail time. And so the system is making money yeah. off of that. So, well, any, you know, any, yeah. a, D, a DUI, that really isn't. But, you know, again, the person wants Sure. Okay. Let, let anybody, who's been through the, yeah, anybody who's been through the legal system realizes very quickly that it's it's not there to get to the truth. It's there to protect the establishment, and uh, uh, and that's it's really what – It's about money. It's a business. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, and I wouldn't have yeah. been able to see that if I wasn't arrested in prison jail. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear it's working out, Robin, honestly. And I, I always try to keep this show and end this show on a positive note. Uh, and that it seems like that the fact that you haven't, you know, you 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 uh, you you still have this this wonderful attitude that you're you're still very happy in spite of everything you've been through, and you're still you're still doing it, and uh, and they haven't broken you, and that is that really is just that's a it's a it's a wonderful story, it truly is. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, thank you, and uh, I want to thank listeners for for listening. Uh, it's uh, every Friday we uh, we do our show, eleven to uh, noon uh, Eastern time, and uh, um, Sunday nights now we have a new show on the Overthrow Radio Network. That's uh, Tara Beth's Harvesting Truth. She'll be back. She was off last week because they host a big festival they have out in Pennsylvania, and she was involved with the festival. And uh, but she'll be back this Sunday. So you can listen live to that. And then, of course, Paul Angel has his history today on uh, Mondays. Uh, you can get all the information on the schedule. And Dave Gahari, uh, who is the engineer, he hosts the show on Wednesdays, Who's the Bad Guy? Uh, all of the scheduling, the, uh, and you can listen to archive shows on the website, overthrowradio.com. Thanks a lot for listening, and I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning into the Farm Radio Show on the Overthrow Radio Network, hosted by Blog Talk Radio. Farm airs live every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. Overthrow Radio Network has other great shows as well. On Mondays, tune into History Today with host Paul Angel from 10 to noon Eastern Time. And every Wednesday, there's Who's the Bad Guy with host Dave Gahari from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. For more details, check out Overthrow Radio Network's website at overthrowradio.com. And please take a moment to make a donation to support free speech radio. If you value free speech in the United States, you should definitely support it. Have a great rest of your day, and see you next week.